Today on the Inside Scoop, Florida State is used to having big visit weekends when the Canes come to town, but this weekend is one for the record books. We'll go behind the scenes in Tallahassee before this big recruiting weekend. We'll also have on Director of Recruiting here at On3, Chad Simmons, the number one quarterback in the country, slashed his list of schools down to a top seven. Chad's going to break down Bryce Underwood, who announces in less than two months who are the front runners. We're going to find out. And we'll also talk to LSU insider Shay Dixon about the Tigers and get some recruiting intel before that LSU-UF game down in Baton Rouge this weekend. All right, guys, hit subscribe for me to the On3 Recruits channel. Look at it. We got it over 20K. Unbelievable. We've only been around for like three months. We're over 20K. Let's keep it going. Hit subscribe. All right. Before I bring on Shay Dixon, there's a big uncommitted recruit on the board that's making his decision on Friday, and that is Miami Norland four-star Jamari Howard. The six-foot-one-and-a-half, 185-pound versatile DB will announce his decision tomorrow on Friday. He's the number 136 prospect overall, so we're talking top 150, elite of the elite. FSU is trending heavily on the recruiting prediction machine right now at 95%. He's taken official visits to FSU, UF, and Michigan State, Rutgers as well. When the summer was ending, I really felt like FSU was the team to beat, but he didn't make his decision. He's waited till November, and he'll announce tomorrow, and I think it comes down to two teams. I think it's FSU or UF. I believe Jamari Howard will stay in state when he makes his decision tomorrow. Let me know where you think he's going to end up. Comment section below. Let me know. All right, let's talk some LSU recruiting. The number one recruit in America is trending to LSU as we go under two months until his decision. So in this video, we're going to find out if LSU is now the favorite to land Bryce Underwood. We'll check in on LSU's visitor list as the Florida Gators come to town. We got the great Shay Dixon joining us today. So LSU fans, hit subscribe. It's an exciting time on the recruiting trail. Join the fun at the On3 Recruits channel. Please subscribe. I'd appreciate it. All right. Bring on Shay Dixon from the Bengal Tiger. We're going to talk all about this Bryce Underwood development here in a minute. But the Gators come to town this weekend. And Shay, honestly, I'm already looking ahead at the final home game against Texas A&M. Of course, LSU's got to win this weekend. But that A&M game is going to be crucial because there's some key recruits that could go either way right now, Texas A&M or LSU. And this game could have major implications. So, I want to know, how's LSU looking with flip targets Terry Bussey and Gabriel Relaford committed to the Aggies? Yeah, Josh, I'm with you. Look, the most important thing for LSU right now is winning out. They've got three games left all mm -hmm. at home, two of them being SEC games, as you noted, Florida up first and then Texas A&M. But that Texas A&M game at the end of the season, if you win out, you're at nine wins. You've got a chance to go back-to-back 10-win -back seasons when you look at the trajectory that A&M's on and who knows what the rest of their season holds, they are trending in different directions. I think that's important in recruiting. One game never matters. A season, you know, really points towards which way is your program trending. LSU trending up right now. A&M trending down or kind of holding steady. Recruits are noticing that. And Josh, you mentioned two big ones. They've already flipped Weston Davis, a five-star. Yeah. Who else can they get? Relaford is the big name in Louisiana. They need D lineman. He's been committed to A&M, but LSU came with an offer. He'll be at that A&M game. He still has an official visit left in his back pocket. So there's some 
little there's some growing optimism on LSU side that they can pull that one off. The same with a guy like Terry Bussey. Now, granted, he's in Texas. Forever he had been considered an A&M lean, mm-hmm. but not far after when he committed to A&M. Remember, Josh, he was on LSU's campus two weeks later for the Auburn game. Now, I know t- I know that uh, all these uh, Texas high schools are in the playoffs right now. It makes visits a little difficult, but it does look like Bussey will be in town for that LSU A&M game at mm-hmm. the end of the year. So, boy, will the implications be big if they can see a win for LSU in Tiger Stadium. And like I said, cap off the season with momentum and a chance at another 10-win season. Yeah, it, as it stands right now, though, I kind of feel, and, and I know nothing's going to happen in the next two or three weeks before that game or maybe even after that game, but I kind of feel right now that LSU's in better shape with Relaford than Bussy. Is that correct? I think it just depends on who you ask. My gut would say yes because Relaford's Louisiana guy. I know that Bussy has some Louisiana ties, but – Again, Gabe Relaford is such a position of need. LSU only has two D-linemen committed. He is the best D-lineman in the state, in my opinion. He's been on fire for two years at Evangel. So I think he's a guy that we are really paying close attention to. I would put the edge on Relaford over Bussy. All right, let's stay on the A&M topic right now and talk four-star wide receiver Draylon Miller, who recently decommitted from the Aggies about two or three weeks ago. Now, he took a visit to Colorado this past weekend, but what are your sources saying on where LSU stands with Miller? You know, it's interesting. He decommitted from A&M right after visiting LSU, and there was buzz that he would immediately shut it down. Mm -hmm. His dad went on record with us and said, no, he wants to take visits. We know Ole Miss flirted around trying to get him to campus, but he's already now returned to College Station. As you noted, he was at Colorado. He'll be at USC in two weekends. He's, it looks like he'll be back in College Station this weekend, as I noted, and then at the end of the year, wrap it up with that LSU game in Tiger Stadium against Texas A&M. So you've got a lot of moving pieces right here. LSU does have one spot at receiver available. Does he grab it? I will mention Courtney Crutchfield, who decommitted from Arkansas, has been trending to Missouri, but he has not set a decision date. And he's also going to be down at LSU for the Texas A&M game. So I would put Draylon Miller as the front runner for that final receiver spot. Courtney Crutchfield's a little in the mix. And if not, if it's not Miller, Josh, they'll go into the portal and find a guy who they think can help them right away. And to be honest, there's a lot of Louisiana natives out there who are making noise. Yeah, and LSU has an exciting offense right now. They're going to find somebody to fill that need at wide receiver. Shay, let's talk Bryce Underwood right now. The number one overall player, the number one QB in the 2025 cycle, and the recruiting prediction machine favored Michigan until yesterday. So what happened? I put a pick in. Yes, I put a pick in for LSU on the recruiting prediction machine, and I've been leaning towards doing this for a while now. But I just thought it was time. Seven or weeks to go, seven or eight weeks to go, I should say, until that January 6th commitment for Bryce Underwood. And there are no picks on the recruiting prediction machine from any experts, whether it's 24-7 sports, on three. There's no predictions yet for the number one overall player. How is that possible? It's not. I talk to these guys, and I don't get the vibe that anybody's leaning towards Michigan right now when it comes to Bryce Underwood's recruitment. But because nobody's put a pick in on the recruiting prediction machine, it's showing, or it showed, Michigan as the percentage leader. So what was the reasoning for my pick? 
Well, I factored in Underwood's relationship with LSU quarterback coach Joe Sloan. I think Sloan's development of Jaden Daniels is a great example of how Underwood could be utilized in that LSU offense. And frankly, there's stability at LSU right now, whether it's on offense or just as a program. We're not even going to get into all that stuff going on at Michigan right now, but LSU is at least on offense. They're cooking. And, you know, I also follow the visits. I know he's visited Michigan in the past, but he hasn't this season. Bryce takes his high school football season very seriously, and I think every in-season visit that he's taken is meaningful. When he takes time to go out of state and go visit a school and travel there and travel back, you know that's taking time away from his high school season, whether it's prep, whether it's recovery. So I think these visits are very meaningful. I also think that the places he hasn't visited during the season speak volumes. Like I said, he's been to Michigan plenty, but he hasn't been to a game all season. He's only an hour away from campus and hasn't made it there. There's something about that that kind of sets off whistles to me. Now, it's not the only reason I like LSU, but it is a big one. And this weekend, his high school playoffs start. So there's actually a chance, if they go all the way to the championship game, that he might not take another visit before the dead period hits because he's making his decision on January 6th. So all things that we got to watch there's look, I don't Michigan fans. I still think there's some hope. I don't think I don't have a signed NIL receipt or a smoking gun that says Bryce Underwood silently committed to LSU. No, it's the recruiting prediction machine. So I made a prediction, an educated one for LSU. All right, let's bring back in Shay Dixon. You've been covering this Underwood recruitment from the LSU side of things. How do you feel about what I said? How do you feel about my pick for LSU? I can't disagree with anything you laid out there. And you've also got a pick in on George McIntyre at Alabama. LSU is focused on those two guys from the start. It has just been Underwood and McIntyre, the number one and two players in the country. You look at Michigan, they continue to offer guys. Hussein Longstreet got an offer. Most recently, Carter Smith went up on a visit and got an offer, a really talented quarterback out of Florida. So Michigan is still going after other guys. LSU's all in on Bryce Underwood McIntyre. And since we're talking Underwood, I'll add to what you said. Not only did he not visit Michigan for a game this year, he did visit LSU for a game. He was at the Auburn game. He came with a bunch of friends, but he also came with his mom, dad, and sister. And that's Mm -hmm. been a common theme. And Josh, in six months, really less than that, they have had his mom, dad, and sister down four times. Two of those times were on his mother's birthday and his parents' anniversary. So even on weekends where you could say, we're staying home, we've got family stuff going on, they make a cross-country trip to visit LSU, whether it was for camp, whether it was for the Bayou Splash, which was the big recruiting event at the end of the summer, whether it's for a game like the Auburn game. So I feel like LSU's checked a lot of those boxes. The one thing that we're not mentioning, and it's not the Connor Stallions, the drama at Michigan, I'm not thinking about any of that. I went into this season saying this is a 50-50 race. Yes, Josh, Michigan's undefeated. Yes, J.J. McCarthy's in the Heisman race. Yes, LSU has three losses. But the Jaden Daniels rise this year – to becoming the best player in college football. He has more yards than anyone in mm-hmm. college football is something that stands out to Bryce Underwood. Then you toss in, oh, LSU has the number one offense. Oh, LSU has the two receivers who lead the SEC in every statistical category in Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors. Those are the kind of things you can pitch to a quarterback 
who says, hey, if I come in there, I can pick up where Jaden Daniels left off. That is a big selling point for Bryce Underwood because let's be real. LSU's defense is the reason they have three losses. If you were comparing Michigan and LSU's offenses, LSU's offenses, LSU's offense is much more appealing to a quarterback like Bryce Underwood. Yeah. All right. Well, I put my prediction in for LSU at 65%. After hearing what Shea had to say, I might up it to 70%. We'll see. No <laughs> boy. Uh, Shay, but but seriously, both of us know that this recruitment's not over yet. Uh, there's still seven, eight weeks to go. So uh, what should LSU fans, you know, they see my prediction and whether they like me or not, they probably see that is something that's good or it's the death wish for their chances to land him. But what should LSU fans keep an eye on over the next seven to eight weeks when it comes to Underwood? I think two things. One, does he pop back up at Michigan? Obviously, being an hour away, they're very much in this. I still think it's a very, very tight race. But when you put out a top seven, I think you easily go through and start checking off teams that you don't think it is. Oregon and Colorado, for instance, have 2025 quarterbacks committed who are top 100 players and who are both legacies. So Mm -hmm. I don't think he ends up at either of those schools. Josh, if it's for me, I'll go back to your roots. Florida State landing on that top seven is a school he's never visited. I know they've got a quarterback committed, but he has, I've talked around to people, has maintained contact with Florida State. Does he pop up in Tallahassee at some point? I know it's Mm -hmm. tough with playoffs, but maybe some point before it goes dead in December, because after it goes dead in December, it's not going to open back up until after he announces. So I think that's what we've all been watching is what wild card team comes in here We thought it might be Georgia. We thought it might be Oregon. You know, we've named different teams along the way. Now that we're two months out, I kind of wonder if it's Florida State. Hey, as it stands now, right now, I say no visit, no chance, whether it comes to these other programs. But like you said, if he shows up at FSU, then that top seven starts to make a little bit more sense. Because right now, they're kind of one of these teams is not like the other. And that's that's FSU with not getting a visit. We'll just have to keep an eye on that. All right, two big names. Let's switch back to this weekend that will be on campus in Baton Rouge this weekend from the 2025 class are the number one running back in America, Harlan Berry, and on three's number eight ranked running back in the class, James Simon, who's from the state of Louisiana. Uh, Also, the LSU's loading up for 25 already. The 2025 class already has a five-star wide receiver in it. DeCorian Moore already committed. Do you think LSU's number four ranked 2025 class is something that Bryce Underwood takes a look at? It feels like yesterday that we were counting down from 100 days until the season starts. Hey, guys, wake up. The season is almost over, and the games have been great. Don't get me wrong, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a flat-out nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about Game Time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big time matchups. Game Time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your team's favorite rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games left, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Who has time for that? Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place for last-minute seats. 
Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all the sports entertainment events. So here's what we're going to do. Right now, snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use redeem code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. There is no doubt about it in my mind. And look, there is a chance that Harlem Barry commits before Underwood does. He's not set a date, but I've heard buzz that after his junior season ends, he could shut it down. That's the number one running back in America coming out of New Orleans with LSU considered the heavy favorite. He'll be on campus again this weekend with James Simon, as you noted, who's a North Louisiana running back. We've got him ranked as the number eight running back in the country. Mm -hmm. So imagine the pitch to Bryce Underwood. And you talked to on three national director of scouting and rankings, Charles Power, and the same with Cody Belair, the two guys who kind of spearhead our rankings. Both of them have said LSU's O-line recruiting across these past few years, including this one, is elite. That's what a quarterback loves to see. Then you're tossing in, oh, a five-star receiver's committed. Teron Francis, the number one receiver in Louisiana, a top 300 player's already committed. You've got a great O-line. And then the guys you just mentioned, oh, we may get you the number one running back in the country. Oh, and if that's not enough, here's another top 10 running back in the country. That would be an offensive coordinator's dream, LSU fans' dream. But I'm telling you, we could be going into a Bryce Underwood decision with LSU already having a five-star receiver and a five-star running back committed. So I, you said something there that I don't think LSU fans can just let go. We got, I was going to wrap up this segment, but you said that Harlan Barry could make his decision before Bryce Underwood, who's deciding on January 6th. So, so when do you think he could do this? Is it something that could pop this weekend? No, I don't think it pops this weekend. I think he waits till the St. Martin season's over, and, and maybe he doesn't do it. There's just been buzz out of New Orleans that Harlem has taken a look at the teams. He's been recruited by a number of people for a while now. He merged early on as a big prospect. And I know that if you're LSU, Josh, your goal is to say, how can we get this done right. once your junior season ends? Because if they can, it sets up very well for them to pitch to Bryce Underwood look what you're coming in and joining. So, no, I don't have a date. No, I don't have that from Harlem's mouth. A lot like you with Bryce Underwood's pick. I don't have a smoking gun, but I've heard <laughs> enough and I've read the tea leaves that it will not surprise me if he has committed already uh, by the time his junior season ends. All right. Well, there is a ton of LSU buzz heading into this big weekend against Florida. We'll see how it goes. Shea Dixon, I'll probably talk to you on Monday coming out of the weekend just to pick up on a few things and see where everything stands in your world. Thanks for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. Thanks for having me, Josh. Epic visit weekend ahead for the Florida State Seminoles as the Miami Hurricanes limp into town. We're going to get Michael Langston on here to talk all about the five-star targets in Tallahassee. And also, can FSU flip another USC Trojan commitment? And how does FSU plan to close out DB recruiting in 2024? FSU fans, big weekend ahead. Subscribe to the On3 Recruit channel. We're going to cover it all. We'll have all the latest developments. And hey, if there's any commitments, we'll have that too. Hit subscribe for me, please. Okay. 
Let's bring on Michael Langston from Warchant. Mike, five-star targets on campus. We're looking at wide receiver Jeremiah Smith, wide receiver Cam Coleman from the 2024 class. Then 25, we got Jamie French. We got Zayden Walker, DJ Pickett. It is a loaded visitor list. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You guys go to warchant.com for the full visitor list. It'll blow your mind, FSU fans. Okay. Let's start with Jeremiah Smith and Cam Coleman. Now, they've both been on campus multiple times. They've both, they, they both expressed some level of interest in FSU. But heading into this weekend, who do you think FSU has a better shot at right now? I'd probably say Jeremiah. That's the guy they've really – they got on campus multiple days. Cam's visited probably like you know, three or four times, but only two of them have been like extended visits where – Jeremiah seems very dialed into just kind of what they're doing. He's called Mike Norvell the best coach in college football, or, or he think he's probably one of the best. That's what the way he worded. Then he doubled down on that when I went to Chaminade to see him him play a game. Uh, so uh, I think there's connections. He likes Dugans a lot. I mean, there's a lot of connections. So I I would go with Jeremiah. Uh, plus Jeremiah is likely going to officially visit FSU late into this season i know that mm -hmm. you have this game with the miami thing and this is kind of just the setup that uh coming up with that official visit it's not going to be an easy turn we've said that for, yeah. for a while but if there's a flip that's going to happen it's going to be uh in my opinion with fsu they've done the best job and they've been the team that i've heard the most in this recruitment and the team that i feel like if Ohio state is concerned by somebody it's them um we have to see what happens with ohio state where it's you know Brian Hartline going somewhere or FSU really making a strong move. But I think they're very much in this picture, uh, very much. in, And he's the guy that if they're going to get one, I think it would be Jeremiah right now currently. I wonder if your opinion will change coming out of the weekend, because if we remember yeah. back to early July, I know it feels like years ago now in, in recruiting terms, but when Cam Coleman made that surprise commitment to Texas A&M, a lot of the experts thought it was going to be Auburn, but they were also talking up FSU as a trending team in in those days, back in, in those days, back in the summer. Uh, do you think, because it seemed like FSU was running maybe two or three back then, but do you think that this visit could maybe reinvigorate some of that interest from that Cam Coleman had in Florida State? Oh, absolutely. He, uh, you know, he's at the Seminole Showcase in, in uh, early uh, this year. Uh, we know how he feels about Norvell. He's, he's said that many times. And, and they were the team that you heard a lot about before the Texas A&M commitment. And then obviously that commitment seems kind of feels a little shaky with him going to Auburn, going to Florida, and now going to Florida State for a visit. It, you, you certainly have a chance. And FSU at that time, he didn't know FSU was going to be 9-0 and and possibly yeah. playing for a playoff. So that might reinvigorate uh, just the interest and and just a connection because I've been to Phoenix City. It's not a long ways away to, away from Florida State, so it's certainly location wide fits him. And then when you talk about you know what Keon Coleman does in these games in these big game moments, he has a big game, or Johnny Wilson has a big game, or the receivers really stand out. That can really catch his attention. So absolutely, I definitely think they can make a move this weekend. All right, then you look at the 2025 five stars. Jamie French, the number three wide receiver. Zayden Walker, the number one linebacker. Uh, you got DJ Pickett coming in. He's the number one safety in the 2025 class. Uh, how important is it for Florida State to have guys like this? Now, Jamie French, he's already committed to Alabama, but they're working on a flip already with him. Yeah, they are, and and they, I mean, there, there's some activity there, and they're 
they they know that it's a chipping away thing, and and certainly yeah. with Alabama improving throughout the season, that makes it a little bit harder uh, for their chances. But his teammate, his quarterback, Tremel Jones, is committed to FSU. He will be there. So having a guy there that's on your team, that's a teammate and a quarterback, I think helps uh, FSU where you can really you know continue to sell that product, but also you know. Just having him there, I mean, because every time I, I see and I talk to these kids afterwards, there's a dramatic shift to the way kids feel about FSU before the visit and then after. It's just a it's a big change. I know you're going to have a good time and all that, but it's this feels a little different when Norvell gets these kids on campus. I think they see a different side of a school that they haven't seen before uh, when you visit FSU. It's just a little bit different and unique, but um, certainly they're making a push there. A lot of those guys, DJ Pickett, he hasn't visited since the spring. Uh, right. It's been a long time. And uh, so there's a lot of guys that haven't visited uh, for a long, long time. But it, it tells you about where their program's at and where the standard's at and how they met the standard of where it's at. And now, now we're seeing kind of this is what happens when Florida State's good. You know, people want people want to get there, um, you know, and, and check it out. And, and there's a lot of excitement about FSU. I mean, I, I think that's – I think they're one of the hottest teams in the country as far as just kids wanting to see what it's like there. Yeah, and it's important, like you said, to get some of these 2020 – DJ Pickett, he's been to Florida four or five times. He's been to Miami two or three times. I think this will be his third visit to Florida State. So Florida State keeping up. They're making those contacts that they need to because as soon as this calendar changes to the 2025 class, these top guys are coming off the board. So these are important visits this weekend. All right. Let's talk about a flip target that I think you and I both knew would always come back around. Maybe he doesn't flip, but we always knew we would hear about four-star offensive lineman Jason Zandamella, who committed to the USC Trojans uh, back in June or July. A bit of a surprise, and now this weekend he's going to be in Tallahassee. What are you hearing, Mike, in terms of FSU's uh, potential to flip him? Yeah, this is one they've been actively really pushing hard for Jason, even when he committed I, I talked to people with different contacts and sources uh, with, uh, that I trust with FSU, and they they were basically very consistent. Like, don't don't close the door on this one. We we feel like the relationship's really good because people remember FSU was the leader for a long time until he took that official visit to uh, USC, and then bam, we started hearing the USC stuff, and he eventually committed. But I think if you go by just uh, what the products on the field, the consistency of the relationship with with Alex Atkins, this makes them, this is a major, this is something that's not just kind of, well, you know, that's, that's cool. He's going to give him another, you know, look, it's like they've been in this for a while. They were the previous leader in this. So right. I think there's a very real shot uh, for FSU that they can, you know, hit on all the key points this weekend, uh, you know, with Jason, I think offensively, Southern Cal is not struggling, but uh, losses and starting to pile up a little bit uh, with that program. So, and then he sees FSU, what they're doing, you know, it's in state. So, and, and he really loves Atkins. That's the real key in this whole thing mm-hmm. is that's really the key of that. That FSU has really kept themselves in reach uh, with Jason. And I think there's a very real shot if they can hit on their key points this weekend. We'll just have to see how it goes. 
All right, let's wrap it up with this. Jamari Howard, Miami Norland DB, trending heavily towards Florida State. He makes his announcement on Friday. Uh, let's just assume FSU lands him on Friday. But this weekend, they got Kai Bates. They got Wardell Mack. Zay Mincy also visiting. How many DBs does FSU want, and how are they pr- prioritizing these guys? Yeah, I think there's one more. I think, um, I think honestly, if you're being honest with yourself, Zay Mincy's probably a long shot. Uh, probably right. Florida or Miami, in my opinion. Um, Alabama as well. Yeah, yeah, Alabama as well. Unless there's something sparks. Um, Kai Bates is an interesting one for me because that's the one I've heard the most about. I've told you about it. Uh, you mentioned it several times that I thought he would visit eventually FSU. That's the one, if I was circling any of those guys, that's the guy I would circle. He's been to FSU before. He watched the LSU-FSU game in person. That's what kind of got this thing rolling uh, as far as FSU. And he visited yeah. Texas A&M last weekend. I think there's a real shot. Uh, with FSU, he also officially visited FSU earlier this summer. So this is a guy that's very familiar with him. Uh, David Johnson's the main recruiter in that area. Um, the, all the staff has been very involved. Mike Norvell's been very involved. Mike's gone over there for a game to have his presence there to show him, like, you're you're one we want. Um, so I think he's a major priority, and I think he's one they heavily covet. I mean, he is a guy that I've heard in my circles with FSU that this is a guy they extremely highly covet. Um, I think the other ones they like a lot, uh, but this is one that I just consistently heard over and over um, that, you know, to kind of watch for. I think the other one is uh, Xavier Thomas kid that's committed to Wisconsin. That's another one that I think they covet that they like. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, who wins out. Cause they're only going to take one more after uh, assuming Jamari Howard jumps on board. So it's going to be kind of a tricky thing when you're, you're hosting all these top recruits and top guys at the positions. Yeah, definitely. It's like a game of musical chairs. When the music stops, we'll see who's sitting in that final seat. But until then, we don't know. All right. Like I said, on warchant.com right now, a full visitor list. We just kind of hit on some of the highlights of this weekend. But, Mike, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday coming out of this big visit weekend in Tallahassee. You got it, man. The number one quarterback in America could be coming off the board soon. Five-star quarterback Bryce Underwood from Belleville, Michigan. He's the number one QB in the 2025 class, and he's the number one overall player in the country as well. And on Monday, Underwood announced a major cut. He slashed his list of offers down to a top seven. In this video, we're going to get behind the scenes of his recruitment with director of recruiting Chad Simmons to figure out which teams have a shot at Bryce Underwood. And how long do we have to wait for a decision? It could be coming soon. All right, but before we get into the video, subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We talk recruiting. You love recruiting. So hit subscribe. All right, let's go. And bring on Chad Simmons, director of recruiting here at On3. Chad, we're looking at Bryce Underwood's top seven right here. Alabama, Colorado, Michigan, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, and Florida State. You've covered Underwood very closely. What can we make of the visits he's taken so far? You know, I think Bryce is very smart. He has a great circle support group around him. They have a plan in place. They want to make sure they check every box uh, that they're looking for in a program uh, as they evaluate their different options. You know, obviously, uh, he's been to what games? I think what Colorado LSU and Penn State mm-hmm. uh, so far this season. You know, we went to, to Michigan late in July for their barbecue right there, 30 minutes from home 
in Ann Arbor. So I think obviously they're just doing their homework, you know, checking the boxes, uh, talking FaceTime with coaches, see how the family feels on the environment, asking the needed questions they want to find answers to as they move closer to that decision. What makes Underwood our on three number one overall player in the 2025 class? I mean, you talk about checking boxes. He does that as a quarterback, as a five-star elite athlete, playing the quarterback, most important position in all of football. So uh, you look at his size, his measurables, the intangibles, two-time state champion, going for a three-peat this year um, as a junior in high school, uh, mature beyond his age, you know, mm -hmm. off the field. Obviously has the live arm. He has the mobility. He's a big kid. He's a leader. He's a winner. He checks so many boxes for us, Charles Power, Cody Belair, and, and our staff here at On3. But he's a guy that, to me, is kind of like a no-brainer. When you look at him for the first time, you see him throw the ball around, put the tape on, watch three clips, you offer that kind of kid. All right. Now, as far as his recruitment goes, Bryce Underwood does a very good job of not tipping his hand. But I want to know if you had to put the teams in his top seven into tiers, who would be tier one? Who's in tier two? Is there a tier three? How do you break it down? I mean, is there a tier two, Josh? I mean, even, I mean, let's, let's, I mean, let's, I don't know about their tier three or not, but tier one has to be LSU and Michigan. I think people that follow recruiting, like recruiting, read about recruiting, listen to guys like yourself know that LSU and Michigan are battling at the top. There's no doubt about that. He's been to LSU four times. Uh, he was there over the summer, um, back for the Auburn game. He's taking his family with him each time. He loves Joe Sloan. He loves the offensive scheme they run. And obviously, he's paying very close attention to what Jaden Daniels is doing this year yeah. in that system as well, leading the nation in offensive um, categories as far as putting the most yards out there. So that plays a role. Then you got Michigan, 30 minutes from home. He's been there the most 10-plus times you know, throughout his recruitment. Um, the biggest question about Michigan is he has not been there for a game this season. Does that matter? Uh, right now he's looking to maybe be there for the Ohio State game. But if things go well for Belleville, they'll be playing the state championship game that weekend as well. So that's the one question there. He, he loves Kirk Campbell. The family does. The relationships are there. And LSU and Michigan battling tight for that top spot if you're talking about tier two you know i would talk about maybe penn state he's been there a handful of times uh quarterback analyst danny o'brien's very involved there he was there for the whiteout game against iowa uh earlier this year in september the communication i've confirmed goes on there and stays pretty consistent there and you know he's been to colorado they took aj hill a 2025 quarterback uh other schools are in the mix if there is that tier three maybe that school that's lurking a little bit I would say watch Florida State. He has never been there. Why did they make the top seven? That that right. piques my interest a little bit. Why are they on the list? You know, as other schools he's been to, maybe Michigan State or someone local could have made that list. Maybe list just just six schools. FSU's never he's never had him on campus before, but there's some communication there. I haven't heard their name tied to him. So if he pops up in Tallahassee one day, keep an eye on that. <laughs> All right, now let's rewind it a little bit because he is from Michigan, like you said. He's 30 minutes away from campus, and they've been a constant in his recruitment, really, since he emerged on the scene. But how much of what's happening at Michigan could impact things with Underwood? 
you know, I think he's keeping an eye on that, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's at the forefront based on what I'm being told. He's evaluating each school from top to bottom, inside and out. You know, he knows coaches make moves, coaches stay, some go, coordinators come and go. I think it starts with Michigan with Kurt Campbell. Uh, they have a great relationship. He loves his quarterback coaching style. He loves what he sees in J.J. McCarthy. But obviously what's happening at Michigan and around Harbaugh and the whole yeah. Stein ceiling scandal, that definitely is probably in play and being considered there, but I don't think it's a big factor uh, in this decision. All right. So when will we know? When is Bryce Underwood going to announce his college decision? Yeah, it seems like January 6th. You know, that's the tentative date. Um, you know, he's talked about it. He confirmed with our Zach Libby again over the weekend from the Wolverine, uh, our Michigan site, and everything seems to be pointing at what's that less than two months away yeah. uh, from a decision from the number one player in the 2025 class. And unless something changes, LSU and Michigan will dupe this out for about seven or eight more weeks as he makes that decision. Yeah. It's crazy to think the number one player in the 2025 class is going to come off the board in under two months. So Chad, last question, just in your opinion, do you think as it stands today, Underwood knows where he's going right now? I don't, Josh. I don't think he knows. Does he have a leader? Does he have a favorite? I think all kids have leaders. They, they won't always say, I have a top school or one, two, three, four. But it's like us back in our high school days. Who's the prettiest girl? Who's your number one girlfriend? <laughs> two, three, four, five. I mean, we all have favorites. You know, that's that's just common sense. You know, I think based on doing some digging, talking to people tied to, to his camp, uh, I would lean slightly, very slightly towards maybe LSU, like 51-49 over Michigan today. Uh, but this one I do think still is far from over. There'll still be some heavy discussions made, uh, some questions asked from Underwood's camp uh, to each school on his list as they prepare to make that big decision. All right. A lot of twists and turns in the next less than two months before his decision. Chad Simmons will have you back on to talk about the latest developments. But today, we appreciate you stopping by the Inside Scoop. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.